This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. This is Carmen. And Christina. And this is Historias Unknown, a podcast where we talk about Latin American history. Sometimes it's horrible and deals with heavy topics like racism, corruption, and genocide. But more than that, it's also about resistance, power, and community. Yes. And today's not a fun episode like the dog one. No, today we're talking about Bukele again. Yes, um, we have a problem here. And that problem is that Bukele is still in charge. That problem is Bukele. Yeah. <laughs> and that problem is Bukele. So, but also there was just more like pertinent. There's always going to be pertinent news with him. And there was just some. So Carmen was like, I'm going to do it again. It wasn't necessarily pertinent news. It was like his bullshit that he pulled the fucking Miss Universe. <laughs> True. Okay. He was like taking over the timeline on Twitter with his I'm bullshit not on Twitter. About, what was he doing? Well, I was on okay, Twitter. Right. Tell and me. people were posting about him on Cent M Twitter, Central American Twitter, guys. That's yeah, I know what that Cent means. Cent M Twitter. Yes. <laughs> and we were all tweeting about Bukele and how dumb his little Bitcoin beauty pageant shit was or what what is the yeah. Well, what you're going to talk about. It was Miss you No, I'm not really going to talk about it. That's no? just what inspired oh. Oh, Today's I thought episode. that's what this was about. <laughs> no. Um, so at the Miss Universe contest, the hell is it? Beauty I don't know. Pa- I no wonder you said pageant. that. I guess yeah. it is a beauty pageant. Anyway, you know, there's a category section. I don't know <laughs> what to call it, but a portion of the show where the contestants come out um, in a costume to represent their nationality, country, whatever. And, and let me tell you, United States always looks like a fool. Yeah, they always. look so dumb. Actually, she always looks like what... a Transformers um, <laughs> fucking robot. She always looks like a militant. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see it. I mean, not today. This year's? Oh, dear God. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And she's always got, like that. It's never good. Because what, what, you know, what does the United States have besides what is genocide this, like, and racism? like a globe and then stars? And she does look like a Transformers. Dear it's God. Like is a that a gun? Conglomeration. Like, no it looks way. like a, the Statue of Liberty if she was a robot. Yeah. Yeah. I swear this looks like a gun. Yeah. It's dumb. Um, And, well, I don't know what's dumber. This one or El Salvador. Miss El Salvador, whatever you call it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> she fucking came out in a costume that presents represented the country's uh, currency, um, all the currencies they've used in the past, and of course the current currency is fucking Bitcoin. Stupid. Honestly, she should have came out looking like a giant pupusa, and that would have been ten times better. <laughs> yeah, it would have. But that doesn't push uh, Bukele's agenda, so it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And at the end of the contest, who who comes out? Fucking Miss, Miss El Salvador was like, I have a message from the president. I don't know what she said. Someone special. She didn't say who it was. And then who you see, but uh, Bukele's uncanny valley ass face. He has a creepy face that has zero emotion. Oh, no, is yeah. what I mean by that. Yeah. Okay. Because like, he looked Ma- at me like all weird. Mark Zuckerberg. No, yeah. it's because I don't know what this message is. I don't remember. Oh, it was just a video of him saying that uh, El Salvador is going to host next year's Miss Universe. Oh, you and know then, what's weird? Uh huh. El Salvador last time they were they held Miss Universe was also in a time of oh, turmoil. Oh my god! And- no. Yeah, <laughs> this is all like pointy. It's like history literally repeating itself. <laughs> Quite literally. That's what I saw on Twitter. Jesus. Um, And then, yeah, in his message. So he says that in his video and he's all like, and Salvador is now the safest country in Latin America. Um, oh. And I was like, safe for who, bitch? Safe for who? Safe for who at whose expense? Exactly. And I, um, the people I saw reposting this, they called him El Tio. <laughs> the fuck and i was like wait is that a nickname for him 
Uh, and then I remember when I was like kind of looking up my research and stuff for the last episodes that I think I did come across that and I, or I've come across in the past that people call him that. Mm, this just seems more culty. Right? I did not know that people called him that. I don't yeah. like it. Also, sorry if I sound off today. I'm sick. So I looked it up. Yeah. El Salvador, the last time El Salvador held the uh, Miss Universe was in 1975. Mm. the civil war happened in 1979 but of mm-hmm. course things these things don't happen out of nowhere so there was you know trouble there was state repression <laughs> a state yeah state repression the killing of like students had was like happening uh you know quieting oppressors oppressors of the state people oppressing the state or not sorry opposing and yes. you know this is the, the wrong word opposing opposers of the state all this stuff was happening already so yeah 1975 was the last time and and here we are repeating history in the middle of a state of exception they announced that oh look who's holding the i was gonna say world cup miss universe Mm -hmm. again like Mm -hmm. this this is quite literally history repeating itself and i hate it (laughs) it's scary so that's what inspired um today's episode because first i wanted to talk about bitcoin because i mean we touched a little bit about it here and there but yeah you know there's so much more to say exactly what you know the situation of bitcoin is um and but i ended up going a different direction (laughs) okay so what is this episode about (laughs) well today i'm talking about and telling you about i mean um protests against bukele so far (laughs) oh okay okay yeah so you know, I am riding the Bukele hater train hard. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Not as hard, but yes. I think we're riding it equally hard. Though. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't I think matter. You're, <laughs> you're right. Was I going to go on and on about I this? I know you were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you're right. I think I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a, I'm a hater at, at heart by nature. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and that extends to Bukele, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Naturally. Um, Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I wanted to talk about Bitcoin because of, you know, the whole Miss Universe shenanigans and disgusting costume. <laughs> um, but I decided we needed, and positivity is not the right word, but mm, I we think need- we needed to show resistance to the yes. regime um, because we've talked about what has been going on, you know, with the state of exception. But I don't think we've talked about how, you know, always there's always people opposing these um, yes, exactly. dictators. I did feel that we needed to hear more about the dissent that has, you know, been happening since Bukele has been in power. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what kind of, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, yeah, we've talked about Bukele and we've talked about how despite the human rights violations, fraud, authoritarianism uh, and corruption amongst many other issues, that he still has tons of supporters and stands. <laughs> yes, too many. Too many, too many. But like we were saying, you know, there's always been opposers and dissenters. And yeah, I just, you know, want to shine some light on his opposition because it's brave to uh, truly stand up against authoritarianism in a real way, not in a fake way like the Q mm-hmm. people here do. <laughs> The Q people? QAnon people. <laughs> That's what they are? I thought they were like... They think they're being oppressed. <laughs> right, right. No, you're right. Yeah, now that I think they about think it. They think a lot um, of things, but that's one of the things. <laughs> yeah, one of the many things they believe, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, first we're going to talk about 2020. As we know, Bukele imposed harsh restrictions on citizens uh, as a way of dealing with the pandemic to try to prevent infections from spreading. Do you remember this time period? Oh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So um, Salvadorians were only allowed to leave their homes twice a week. And those that violated their homes, I mean, <laughs> violated their stay-at-home orders. Yeah, violated the quarantine. <laughs> I don't know where my brain is at today. I don't know. I'm the one that's sick. I have an excuse. Okay. This is just me. No. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those that violated the quarantine were detained and forcibly quarantined elsewhere, like mm, <laughs> prison. Those quarantine centers that were basically makeshift prisons. 
Yes, yeah. yeah, they were supposed to be setters, but they were really prisons. And it's like, what is the point of that? Because you're just putting everyone in one place where they can then spread COVID. Like, yeah, yeah. And this, of course, this was not a sustainable. No, not at all. Or, and people uh, were like, uh, were like praising, yeah, him for the measures that he placed. And it's like, wasn't he supposed to send people food and then he didn't, but they were only allowed to like leave twice a week. So then if they needed to go buy food, they couldn't because they would be arrested. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they were also supposed to be receiving uh, like 200 or $300, um, I think a month. Um, mm. And um, most people didn't end up receiving. Of course. That. Uh, which is one of the things that led to protests. Um so uh, back then, many human rights organizations denounced the quarantine measures as a violation of constitutional rights. And um, kind of what you already said, initially, people did celebrate, some people celebrated Bukele's response to the pandemic. Trumpas. And, <laughs> yeah, Trumpas and looked at it <laughs> as a way of uh, protecting the people. Um, but, you know, without, I mean, you, you can't force people to stay at home and not work without economic measures to support said, said people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, especially people who make their money on the street, like street vendors, um, you know, things like that. Yes. So uh, protests ensued because people were starving. They were hungry. They had no money. And yep. they were, they would be arrested if they left home more than twice a week. So in late March 2020, um, discontent grew among Salvadorians, you know, amidst the strict quarantine. They showed up um, in droves to uh, the government office in charge of administering the $300 subsidy because the offices closed during the government-imposed 30-day quarantine. So people weren't receiving their fucking money for 30 days. Jeez. <laughs> um, so... That people did not like this, you know. Of course, um, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Then be today's my, that's my choice of word today. Naturally, or whatever. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, we're just gonna say that over and over again. We always have a word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that we say over and over again. <laughs> Milo. <laughs> okay, so then in May 2020, thousands of people protested in um, El Salvador. In this was in Sal Salvador, you know, the capital, but also in like neighboring communities and everything it wasn't only there okay um but um they thousands of people protested uh to express their dissatisfaction with bukele's handling of the pandemic um so they took to the streets they banged their pots and pants that was how they protested um Ooh, okay and um blew their car horns to like bring attention to this um they uh included the protesters, sorry, included various social movements who use hashtags like uh, El Salvador Despierta and Bukele Dictador or mm, yes, I recall El Salvador seeing some of these. Wakes Up, I think it was, mm -hmm. and Bukele Dictator um, as they shared videos of the protests in their neighborhoods. The protesters were denouncing the lack of food and economic aid to the poor and unemployed the hazardous conditions of the quarantine centers, which many of us saw those images. Oh, yeah. The arrests of those who allegedly broke lockdown. Because in some cases, like I read an account of a man who had a sick wife. And so he was out on the street getting medicine for his wife and he was detained. <laughs> oh, my God. He was breaking quarantine. But it's like yeah. people need to do stuff. <laughs> People, yeah, <laughs> they you know? can't just stay at home. Yeah, without if they're if they're not gonna have if the infrastructure isn't there to to maintain this, mm -hmm. sustain this, then yeah, yeah, people need to leave their homes to do the things that they can't do, like get medicine, get food, work. If you're not letting, if you're not providing money, like yeah, you can't just do this. Yeah. Uh, also, the shortage of PPE for healthcare workers. The delay, and this is also something I remember, the delay in return of thousands of Salvadorians who were stranded abroad because they weren't being let I into the country. I remember this, yeah. Um, and Salvadorians protested for several consecutive days um, in the neighborhood of, and I remember seeing images of this as well, 
in the neighborhood of Alta Vista in the... Oh, my God. <laughs> I wrote down in the municip- municipality of... And then I didn't write down where it fucking was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, the so. neighborhood was Alta Vista. Okay. Uh, the people protested against the lack of food aid by hanging white cloths in their homes. Do you remember this? Seen pictures of this? Sort of vaguely. Yeah. So kind of like people do when they're surrendering, you know? Yeah. Um. So they hung up like white flags in front of their homes, um, basically as a way of alerting the authorities that they were running out of food and money and they couldn't do anything about it because the quarantine was still in place, you know? Yeah. Oh, there it is. I didn't write it down somewhere else. Oh, okay. Tonacatepeque. So that's where the uh, neighborhood was. And most of the people in this neighborhood worked at street vendors. Oh, in San Salvador. Oh. Um, it's so, a, sorry, it's a municipality in San Salvador. Yeah, so I knew it was in San, it was a municipality in San Salvador. I didn't write that part down, but I just didn't write down the municipality. <laughs> I just wrote down the oh, neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Um, so most of the people in this neighborhood work as street vendors, and they lost their sources of income during the lockdown. At that point, they had received no assistance from the local or the national government. And I do remember um, arguing with, I don't know who it was. I think it was our, our dad. <laughs> <laughs> about how this was not a good way of um dealing with the pandemic because people people were starving and had no like there people oh, were supposed that's to be the thing he was seeing like the good parts of it yeah. but i don't think he was aware that people were starving like well, i told him about it uh, yeah me too so um because a if lot of <laughs> if it's one thing we're gonna do is School him. Tell her father <laughs> what's wrong yeah. with what Bukel is doing. Yes. Um, because people, some people were receiving the food, the promised food basket and the promised monthly subsidy. But the people that weren't were the people that were most in need. Like the people in rural villages, older yes. people. Yep. People like in extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. Always the most marginalized. Yeah. Yeah. Because these are people that go out onto the street and make, I don't know, $10 that day and then use that money to buy the the necessary things like for the next day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So um, the dissatisfaction over the same issues really didn't dissipate. And then in July, so <laughs> it's like March, May and July, massive mm-hmm. protests <laughs> of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So then in July, um, Salvadorians in the Unions of Health Workers um, Union took to the streets to protest a strict quarantine, um, among other issues. Um, again, the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, the lack of food, the lack of fin- financial assistance, the strict quarantine, the unlawful arrest during this time, the lack of PPE. Because um, it just basically kept going on during the pandemic. Like it didn't change. Things didn't change. Mm-hmm. Until I think the forcible quarantine was over really. And people were allowed to go back. How long did that last? I should have looked that up. I didn't. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Um, So a human human rights groups like the organization called Cristo Sal. I don't know if you heard of them. Um, Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They contested some of the detentions under the principle of the detentions that occurred during the lockdown. I mean, Mm -hmm. under the principle of habeas corpus, which says that a person must be brought before a court um, to show a valid reason for arrest. Uh, basically, people have a right to court uh, <laughs> if they're going to be detained. Yes, yeah. Um, and from these um, contests, contested detentions, I guess I should say, the mm-hmm. court did end up ruling to release some people that w- were illegally detained, basically. And... Uh, during this time in 2020, the International Crisis Group warned that repressive measures to arbitrarily detain citizens and control their movements could become normalized in the long run. Wow. They're saying this, they, they were saying this was not a, a good way because it's, this was not only happening in Salvador, but actually all over Central America, like yeah. Peru and I want to say Nicaragua, but I think so. Or Honduras, Honduras uh, Guatemala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were all doing, kind of responding the same way that Bukele was. Um, so they didn't mean this only about Bukele, but basically they, you know, kind of warned like, hey, like, this is not a good way for countries with a history <laughs> of dictatorship and authoritarianism to deal with the pandemic because, you know, it, it could it become normalized in the long run. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And look at what's happening now. <laughs> now in El Salvador. And I want to say there's some issues going on in Guatemala right now. Have you seen anything? Yes. Some protests. Yeah. I need to look more into, read more into what is happening because I am not sure, but I know there's protesting happening right now. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, and there's also some unrest in, what is it, Peru? Mm, yeah, I think so. And a lot of it is the same issues. Um, countries kind of heading towards dictatorship. Yeah. In September 2021, about 4,000 people marched in San Salvador against Bukele. So they were saying that he had uh, concentrated too much power, weakened, or they were protesting against. I say, not that they're saying, because he is doing all these things. <laughs> he is, yeah. So <laughs> they were protesting that he had concentrated too much power, that he weakened the independence of the courts, and that oh he... Oh my God, yes. And that they believed he may have been seeking re-election. Of course, since then, he has announced his intentions. <laughs> yes. Um, which is, are unconstitutional. <laughs> yes. So uh, at this time, others protested the government's decision to make Bitcoin the national currency and the rollout of the digital wallet known as the Chivo. Uh, Which was a complete failure. It was. It was uh, completely <laughs> like it, it was not even like working like when it was being rolled out. The ATMs were not working Money most that of the was time. Money supposed to be in El Chivo was not there. And this is a place where like 30% of people had internet access when he did yeah. this. Like. Yeah. And um, El Chivo, the way it was designed, it's super easy to hack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yep. so that were, those are things I kind of wanted to talk about in the Bitcoin specific episode. So mm, I didn't get okay. too much into it here. <laughs> um, but these are things we just know because, again, we are Bukele haters. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh protesters wore t-shirts that read no to bitcoin and a few protesters protesters vandalized the special atms that had been set up for bitcoin um which like we said were inoperable anyway <laughs> <laughs> did not work at yeah. all so this was in september 2021 just a month later thousands of protesters took to the streets again in san salvador against Bukele's government. Um, and this time they were still protesting the Bitcoin <laughs> um, being made the national currency. Uh, the protesters included feminist groups, human rights organizations, environmentalists, and members of opposing political parties like FMLN. Um, mm -hmm. The protesters shouted slogans and carried signs stating, Bitcoin is fraud, no to dictatorship, democracy is not up for negotiation, it is defended. And enough authoritarianism. Members of the um, opposing political parties were protesting Bukele's re recent at that time attack on the judicial independence. As we have talked about and remember, Congress, of course, constituting mostly of Bukele's party, had removed judges of more than 60 years old or who had served for more than 30 years. Which was like almost all of them. Yes, Thus getting rid of the judicial branch of and the government. And replacing with, yes, people mm -hmm. to Bukele, basically. Yeah. And then um, an FMLN member who was protesting and interviewed expressed that this was something only a dictatorship would do. Which is yeah. true. Naturally. <laughs> These okay. are big dictator moves. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get more dictator than this, honestly. Yeah. Well, it can, but... <laughs> But this is one of the things. <laughs> yeah, one of the main One of the things, things. they were protesting, uh, you know, the concentration of power. Yeah. Um, and uh, shortly after he did that is when he um, got rid of a constitu constitutional uh, ban on consecutive presidential reelections. So this <laughs> is what led many to fear that he was gearing up to seek reelection. In 2024, which, which but he is. yeah, and, and he hadn't announced yet at this point. Yeah. Um, and so um, I talked about September, October. People also protested Bukele in August 2021. Um, I just couldn't find that much information about that specific oh. protest. Um, but I did um, find that he um, criticized the August 2021 protest, um, saying that people were fighting a dictatorship that doesn't exist. 
exactly what a dictator would do. <laughs> right? Gaslight. Yeah, gaslight. <laughs> and then he also, of course, did respond to the September and October 2021 protests by downplaying them, of course, of naturally. Course. Naturally, yes. <laughs> he accused the protesters of harassing bystanders who didn't participate in the march. Which I'm assuming they did not do. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> he tweeted, and I, he tweeted this along with videos um, of the march. And I didn't watch the videos, so I can't say, you know. But, I mean, he's a liar who lies, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So he tweeted, in just 12 seconds, they censor the freedom of expression of a senior, push a person using a mobi- mobility aid, and try to censor a media outlet, which just sounds like all the things that he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. I If I heard that, I would assume that he had done this. <laughs> and then he also tweeted, uh, this is our opposition. <sighs> In response to these protests, he also changed his Twitter bio to say he's the emperor of El Salvador. Oh, my God. And this was I right after. I him. He's a fucking tool. Um, he uh, right after this or right before this i mean is when he had his bio uh twitter's twitter bio say that he was the dictator of el salvador and okay think when did he this, change it to uh the world's coolest dictator? i think it was before that oh god yeah um and then he also went on to call these protests a failure saying nobody believes these uh protesters anymore uh, yeah, because he has a strong propaganda pro- machine. I was going to say, because the propaganda is working. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me tell you before you go on that I made a TikTok about, because, you know, we were, you were on a spooky tell us. We did some spooky stories about El Salvador, including the Girola house, yes. which were some oligarchs, part of the 14 families, um, right? And so then someone was like, oh, because, you know, the the myth of that, is that or the legend is that they made a pack with the devil and that's how they got rich. Um, but of course, people, these packs exist everywhere when there's rich, rich people exploiting others and how they got their money. So, yeah, of course, these legends exist. And I and someone commented on that video and they were like, you guys are so dumb. You think everyone with money is making packs with the devil um, when really they're just smarter than you. And so I replied to that and I made a video okay, and I was liquor. like. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> you're not getting money from them. I don't know why you're making this, why you're defending them. But I, I was like, uh, yeah, can you blame them for believing this when these people, the oligarchs, the so-called 14 families were exploiting, killing, uh, taking advantage of people uh, to become rich? Yes, of course, they're going to think that. And, um, and then I basically was just, you know, explaining how they got rich, how they exploited indigenous workers, the whole coffee, basically episode one of the, this podcast condensed, yeah. in, condensed into 60 seconds because that's <laughs> all you get on on TikTok. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, that was me, but like fast mode. <laughs> coffee, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And I also mentioned La Matanza because yes. all when the indigenous people, you know, rebelled this led to la matanza the killing of a bunch of people and then there was so many comments i was like i'm not even gonna reply to this because they're obviously too far gone but there were so many comments first of all saying that the oligarchs this it was a lie they were not real um it's just ridiculous because it is a well-known well-established it's well documented it's (laughs) it's like read a fucking book and like what are you Um, defending this for like you said they're not gonna give you money you're gonna stay a bitch like the rest of us just just like me yeah then there was some other comments that were like both sides both sides were doing wrong and i was gonna reply to that one be like okay so i'm sorry are you saying indigenous indigenous people killed themselves and oppressed themselves and exploited (laughs) themselves is that what you're telling me right now because then they were saying oh well that rebellion isn't even true what really happened is that these people propaganda yes these people went through and raped and murdered people in the town and the the army had to stop them and i almost was gonna reply to that and say i'm sorry but this is the exact literal argument that has been made for ages in this country it has played out because it is the same thing that was said in the civil war when you look at the real numbers Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote rebel or rebellion they killed a few people it was like 12 or 15 compared to the it pales in comparison 
Yeah, compared to the the attempted genocide of the people of El Salvador, which mm-hmm. is what the La Matanza was. And it's always the same thing. And so the propaganda train against indigenous people, against left the left, quote-unquote left, yeah. of all time in El Salvador, this is a, a strong... Pro- it's not just Bukele. This goes back No, it is ingrained. So long. It, yeah. it is ingrained in El Salvador because in order to for El Salvador to have become El Salvador, you know, they had to commit genocide again and against again. the indigenous. And, yeah. you know, genocide, of course, doesn't only include the literal, like, murder, right, of indigenous people. It also means, like, the murder of their culture. Mm-hmm. And it also means propping up whiteness and the oligarchs. And so mm-hmm. people who are brown, who look indigenous because they are likely <laughs> more indigenous than not, but have lost touch mm-hmm. with their indige- indigeneity because of, you know, the ongoing genocide. I, this has been pushed on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, which is why it's so, a ingrained belief of. So that's why that's why it's so easy for Bukele to. That's why his propaganda machine is as strong as it is because propaganda already is was already winning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, of course everybody believes him. <laughs> yeah, and and that is why you know I'm a hardcore Bukele hater because same it's necessary and needed. Hmm. So. That was 2021. Um, last year, 2022, and in the other Independencia on the 15th of September, mm-hmm. there was a large, large protest planned, and that happened. Um, about 10,000 Salvadorians participated. They faced roadblocks, military presence, threats, and intimidation. But nonetheless, they took to the streets to denounce abuses under Bukele's regime. The protesters marched peacefully in a clear contrast with the military parade that was put on by the government on the same day, mm-hmm, of course, in which they displayed weapons, tanks, and uniforms, which were funded by the United States. <laughs> oh, hey, not surprised. Yeah. So an organizer said the following, we launched from the streets once again a powerful cry of struggle and unity in defense of the Salvadorian people and our aspirations for justice, democracy, and full freedom, which today are threatened by a new type of dictatorship headed by Bukele and his ruling business family clan. Yes. Because, like we talked about before, Bukele surrounds himself, meaning his government, his party, by or with family and friends like those are the people Mm -hmm. like his brother is one of the top government people right now which is such a sign of a dictatorship yeah putting your family in government positions like i'm sorry no you can't do that (laughs) yeah to go on with the quote where was i sorry no it's okay Okay, so the rest of the quote goes, we are supposed to be celebrating the independence of a democratic country, but we're not really living living in a democracy. Shame. Yeah. So many coalitions, including the Coordinadora Salvadoreña de Movimientos Populares, the Bloque de Resistencia y Rebeldía Popular, the Asamblea Feminista, and the Alianza Nacional El Salvador en Paz, joined forces to protest Bukele. The government intentionally tried to limit the turnout of this protest by establishing military checkpoints, roadblocks, and closures. Wow. I know. A protester compared the checkpoints that had been set up during this protest to similar checkpoints that had been set up by the government back in 1979. Look at that. Yeah. 1979. How many times have we made this comparison? And And so, yeah. And that protester, (sighs) of course, as we know, right, mentioned or recalled, right, that by 1981, the people were in a full-blown war due to the government repressions. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, where are we headed? This is scary. That is is my, yeah, that is my question to what I wonder all the time. 
this is why he has said so many times, like, we have to forget about the past. We have to forget about, move on past the Civil War, past past this. Because he's, I mean, I don't know what he's trying to do other than be, become a dictator. But the more you remember the Civil War... He doesn't want people to, to remember because he is doing the same things. The more they're going to make parallels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, another way the government attempted to stop the protest was by announcing its own national parade and making it mandatory for school-aged children and public employees. Ugh, wow. And they had planned or announced this parade on the same route of the planned protest. Oh, my um, God. But the organizers were quick and they quickly rerouted, you know, and of course the protest went on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The protesters demanded an end to the state of exception, which of course is still going on. Still. And I want to quote someone from Equipo Maiz, a popular Salvadorian education organization who said, the state of exception is a snake that only bites those who are barefoot. The state of exception is only for poor people, including thousands of innocent people. It does not apply to white-collar criminals, those at the top, those who govern, those who traffic drugs and weapons, those who evade taxes, or those who steal from the state. Those people are protected by the government. Yes. Powerful. Yeah. And very true. Yep. The protesters were also protesting many, many, many other things. So let me just list those for you and everyone. Okay. Okay. Um. So they were also protesting the privatization of water, which I don't know if you've heard about that lately. Oh my God! Yes, I have. Actually, they just arrested under the state of exception yes. some people that were big in the movement to protect their land and yes. water. The water protectors is what they're yeah. called, mm-hmm. and they just arrested them under the state of exception. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but and this is the point of the state of exception to get rid of the dissenters, to get rid yeah. of um people fighting for um water and to displace people to weaken communities fighting for the rights Mm -hmm. you know that that's the whole point of it and so like people that have fallen for this excuse of like fighting the gangs like if that were true like we said during the state of exception episode then bukele and his government would not have colluded with um top gang members they would not have let that um, gang member, I forgot his name already, but, you know, we mentioned it in the last <laughs> episode. The one about that the they extradited to Guatemala. Yes. They wouldn't have done that yeah. if they were truly fighting gangs. They are working knows with if the they're gangs. Still, yeah. If they're they still probably are. Why them? would they yeah. stop? You know? Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing this since Bukele. Yeah. The state of exception is not governor. to uh, stop gangs. It's to stop the um, people opposing Bukele. And yeah destroy yeah uh, indigenous communities to take their land yes yeah um so they're also were protesting the repression of lgbtiq communities which i've heard a lot about bukele being um anti-lgbtiq but i haven't yes looked into specifically what the hell he's done <laughs> yeah i know that he is but i don't know how yeah the unlawful detention of political prisoners as a tactic to silence dissent. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. The loss of more than $58 million in public funds to the Bitcoin crash. Widespread corruption, especially during the early stages of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, because besides like all of the, I don't know, human rights violations, there was also some issues with like fraudulence, with like funding and money that the government had received. I don't know if you heard about that. Wait, what? I'm not going to repeat myself. Oh, wait, no, repeat yourself. (laughs) Sorry. No, No, come on. You're going to listen to it when you edit the episode. (laughs) No, just tell me. Okay. um, (laughs) So um, I said that they were protesting widespread corruption, especially during the early stages of the pandemic. And then I said that besides um, human rights violations, because of the forced lockdown, there was also some issues um, with the government receiving like funding for specifically for the pandemic. And it was like mismanaged funding. Oh, I don't know if you heard about that at all. No, I didn't. But it's like 
the same thing that Bukele is talking shit about other people doing. He's literally doing the same thing. And I don't know why people are not noticing. Because they deny it, um, calling everything against him fake news. Yeah, this whoever invented fake news was like smart, but also I hate it. Yeah. Um, suppression of the press, which I yes. did just listen to a really good episode on El Hilo. Mm-hmm. Um, about suppression of the press, not only in El Salvador, but Central America in general. I don't remember what, if it was um, Nicaragua. I want to say it was Nicaragua. Or Ortega. Do you, do you... Daniel Ortega. Yeah, Nicaragua. There was a, um, a journalist they interviewed in that episode of El Hilo. It's like one of the most recent ones, if you go on their okay. feed. I have been listening, so... It's probably in my queue. He had to leave Nicaragua, like, escape, basically. And then he later brought his family to join him. And this is like, this is like the same thing with people of El Faro moving because Bukele is targeting them. Yeah. So there is some strong suppression of the press going on in El Salvador and Central America in general right now. One of the articles I use, and it's linked in our sources for one of the other Bukele episodes. episodes. Okay, well, they're the same links, so yeah, they are. Um, there's a really good article, like from a journal, um, like a journal, not like a news article, mm. like a political journal, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Where they talk about Bukele and the signs of authoritarianism. That's when I listed all the dictatorship yes. things he's done he's done yeah, it yeah comes from that article but they that author has another article that i just kind of scrolled through Skimmed? yeah i couldn't remember that word <laughs> uh, i didn't end up using it because he talks about central america in general um mm. and basically the ways that it's a lot of central american countries are heading towards dictatorship oh, yeah, yeah yeah and it's linked in our thing that you post if anyone wants mm-hmm. to look that up. So anyway, where was I in this list of things that people were protesting? The displacement of indigenous peoples. Mm-hmm. Persecution of indigenous leaders who defend their lands, reverse the communities. Yep. 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 Uh, against development and extraction, which is, you know, kind of what you had were just talking about, about the water protectors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, non-transparency, expanding and deepening poverty. Um, because the price of food staples known as the canasta basica or the basic basket has doubled. Wow. Um, construction of a new supermax prison in Tecoluca that will displace people and harm the environment. Oh, my God. Massive layoffs. More than 15,000 people were laid off from the public sector. The resurgence of forced disappearances. Uh-huh. Yep. And mass clandestine graves my god like this is scary stuff it's it's terrifying and it's like horrifying to see it happen in real time and then see how many people like defend it defend it support Support it it. yeah here here people that are part of the diaspora like yeah i'm like what are why what how like we're here (laughs) no words the diaspora exists because of a dictatorship yeah <laughs> that led to a civil war you know what i mean like and and yeah and seeing it's far and few like in, that you see online like talking yeah. about it for what it is a dictatorship and then you get attacked online if you do it yeah uh so but yeah seeing how many people that are not even from El salvador that are just part of the part of like the latino community quote-unquote Mexicans, uh, Mexicans, <laughs> fucking defend this man. Bitcoin like, bros, ugh. like you guys, fucking suck. Yeah, and oh, you know, before Tourists. you talked about this tour. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna mention oh. because Carmen was saying, Carmen messaged me that she was gonna do bukele a bukele topic again because of all what was happening, and I was like, now that you mentioned this, I was scrolling YouTube and I look at a lot of horror stories. <laughs> For spooky tales, obviously, and yeah, uh, yeah, through Latin America, videos of people doing videos on haunted places in these countries, and so I have looked up a bunch of Salvador countries in it, but I I don't look up tourist videos. I don't like I look up people living in the country but who it's are the from algorithm. There. 
but it's in the algorithm. So there's a video, a few videos that have popped up all from white people like, oh, it's not, we're, in, we're in El Salvador now. It's now the safest country. Mm-hmm. And all their videos say that. And I almost think that they were paid to make these videos. Oh, I'm sure they were. And I, I'm, I'm almost positive that their trip was probably paid for to go there. Oh, I'm too. sure it like, was. Yeah. I mean, it's a proven, it's been proven that um, Bukele and his regime were paying people to push propaganda like and mm-hmm. they call them like trolls online and stuff yeah. it's not out of pocket to um but it's it's just like it's infuriating to see how many people go there say these things and it's how many people that are you know of salvadoran parents or mm-hmm. had to flee el salvador themselves that can't go back yeah that can't visit and you get all these rich ass white tourists mm-hmm. and not white as in just americans but like British people, Swedish people, yeah, yeah, are making these videos, and, and yeah, one uh, who has family there can't even go. <laughs> so yeah, and one of the things that led me to want to do episodes on Bukele too was uh, when all the Bitcoin stuff started, um, and one of the Baldwin brothers. <laughs> I don't even know I which know one. Them. Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, Ilaria. Oh, them. Yes. Yeah. So one of the Baldwin oh, brothers. Yes. Yeah. Um, was went on a trip to um, Salvador and was like pushing this Bitcoin shit. Yeah. Like you fucking chill. <laughs> fucking uh. Baldwins. So, yeah. And then also um, uh, it was like probably two years ago. There was like a popular Instagrammer that people. I don't know if you remember this. Daniel Baldwin. Oh, okay. Unknown Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Minor Baldwin. <laughs> mm-hmm. That <laughs> um anyway, I was gonna explain how what how where I got minor Baldwin from, but it comes from um the subreddit of um fundy snarks when there whenever there's a Ooh. fundamental like Christian influencer that is not as big as the other ones that oh, people snark on. Yeah, they yeah. um use a minor fundy. <laughs> That's funny. So minor Baldwin. Um. Anyway, um. There was another um, like travel influencer that was organizing a trip to El Salvador, um, to Surf City, and like was charging so much, and I don't know. People just had a problem with it because it was kind of like, was it a woman? It was a woman. I just don't remember her I name. Saw or anything. About, I saw. I yeah. remember this vaguely, but I don't remember her name either. So and it, we weren't even doing historias unknown. No, <laughs> at that we point. weren't. But like no. all those things, you know, exist. Yes. In the back of a mind, uh, like an ongoing record that doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I don't even know how I got on that. Back to the, because I'm not done yet on everything they were protesting. Oh, dear God. Okay. Um, so, let's see. I talked about, yeah, the resurgence of the forced disappearances. Disproportionate social and economic impact of the state of exception on women who bear the greatest mm. burden of government repression. Yes. Um, non-payment of the universal basic pension to at least 37,500 people aged 70 and older who are among the poorest in the country. The criminali- criminal... Criminalization of the criminalization. youth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes, of the youth. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and it, the list went on, so I just you know, bro, among other issues. <laughs> wow, that's a lot, though. It is a lot. And I'm like, if this is not like a comprehensive list of all the fucking shit the fucking Bukele government has done in this, all of this is not enough for you to give a fuck and to still be like a pro Bukele person, then you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> in short, you suck. In short, you're a bootlicker and you suck. <laughs> So Bukele responded to this massive protest by announcing his unconstitutional bid for re-election. And I just cannot um, with the irony of him announcing this on fucking Independence Day. (laughs) Yeah, this is intentional. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Um, And um, of course, to not put all of this on Bukele, right? Because dictatorships in Central America are propagated um stood up elevated by the united states <laughs> yes so um with that i want to quote 
um, share a quote from Yesenia Portillo, the CISPES program director. Um, and okay. CISPES is a Salvadorian organization in the diaspora in the United States. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't they here? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so her quote, unsurprisingly, we again see the United States government on the wrong side of history continuing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I'm just laughing at the beginning of this quote. And no, it's I know, because it's like, <laughs> it's so sad that it's funny. It's so true that it's funny. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I get what you're saying, because yeah. Yeah. So um, continuing its close partnership, quote, partnership with the Salvadorian yeah. military and police. But yesterday's protest showed that the Salvadorian people's commitment to defending democracy, the democracy they built out of the ashes of the civil war is stronger than fear. And that when we say never again to dictatorship, we mean it. Yes. Yeah, I got chills. <sighs> yes. Amazing. <sighs> um, so, I mean, that's really it. I, I know okay. there's been more protests and stuff, but I mean, those yeah. are like the big ones. 2020 alone saw protest month after month after month. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I guess my final thoughts are that I, you know, wish Salvis the strength to oppose Bukele's dictatorship and for the diaspora to support them in these efforts. I I agree. I couldn't have said it yeah. at all in the way you had, that you have put it. So uh, <laughs> what I'm going to say is I agree. Um, and of course, us here at Historias Unknown will not stop covering Bukele and his bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we cannot stop by ourselves a dictatorship, but we can inform and spread awareness and hope that you share this with a Bukele lover. Um, and maybe they will leave us a one star review, but that's fine. It's worth it to us. Yeah, I was gonna say it's worth it. Um, but yeah. please, if you're gonna do that. Also, title Bukele hater. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say counteract it by le- by leaving us a five star after your yeah. Bukele loving friend leaves us a one leaves star. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Well, I hope to cover the bath rights next episode. I wanted to do it for this episode, but well, maybe you'll feel better. I mean, well, no, because the bath riots because they they happened like this time in history oh, so you like, don't want to do it anymore uh well i do i do you might but i well. wanted it to be like yeah 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 you know it'd be cool if it was like right on time well i on wanted to do this like, week as a mm-hmm. continuation of the book in the series but i needed a break from that shit man no yeah the dog episode was a must and i still want to talk about bitcoin so thank you everyone for listening um rate it rate and review five star rating please um please. And if you have any topics that you something you didn't learn about enough in school, something that you want to hear more about, let us know. We will add it to the topic list. And the thing is, we know you didn't learn anything because we don't talk about Latin American history in here at all in, in the United That's States. That's true. So. <laughs> or 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 Latino Latina history that as it pertains to people in the United States, yeah. like not even just Latin America as a country, <laughs> but but the Latina people in the United States, like yeah. we don't learn about that either. So yeah, we know it's not, we know there's stuff out there and so we try our best to find it. But if you have a topic that we have not covered that you want covered, let us know. We will add it to the topic list. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. You're always free yeah. to, you know, comment message on our us, things, yeah. message us. And yeah, we again, will read them. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you for listening and bye everyone. Bye. bye.